0: Hello, hello. Thank you for listening to From the Friar. Today we're talking about Married at First Sight, season 16, episode 9.
1: Feels like it's been forever since we've been back.
0: I know. Mostly because I got sick. Initially, Leon's out of town for work. I let people know it'd be about a day late. And then I woke up sick. It feels like a scam to get a viral illness when you're actively on antibiotics. Like, that's just not how it should work. So, woke up sick. I'll try to edit out any coughs.
1: It's hard when real life hits you as far as things that you can't control just inevitably affect your your day-to-day life, your schedule. And, yeah, this is just one example of that.
0: And everyone's always so nice. I appreciate that. No one's ever rude or leaves a bad review because the show is a day late. Everyone's always so nice. I appreciate you all. Speaking of reviews... February, we've gotten an amazing, like, record number of reviews.
1: It's amazing. Like, even just a few weeks ago, not even a month ago, I think we were at 78, 79 oh, reviews, know. trying to get to 100. And then, you know, we are thanking everyone for all their kind reviews. And, and especially when there's comments on the review and give us either constructive criticism or you just tell us what you like or maybe don't like, super helpful. And now we're well over 100.
0: Isn't that crazy?
1: That's pretty wild.
0: I have to give a shout out to this comment that cracked me up. It is our most recent comment from Fiona Baba. The title is best podcast I almost never agree with. And I cackled when I read that.
1: I honestly love that because, you know, when you're listening to podcasts, I don't know, I guess when I listen to podcasts, I don't want to agree with every single thing someone's Mm -hmm. saying. I want to mentally sort of counter the host or counter their opinions obviously i'm just doing it on my own there's no one listening to me but i'm you know mentally i'm countering their opinions and you know in my mind going back and forth of an alternate way to see things so it's interesting that someone actually commented on that that they do that because we do that all the time when You're listening to your pods and I'm like playing video games or something. I'm like, bullshit, (laughs) you know, like that's bullshit. (laughs) And it's funny to hear that goes on on our pod, someone in their home listening to it.
0: Isn't that crazy? That's pretty wild. So the comment is, okay, never is exaggerated, but at least once an episode, my husband will scream from the other room with a difference in opinion. It's always a great time on the pod. I love the energy between this couple. Thank you for giving us a lot to talk about every week. And it cracked me up because that's exactly what you were saying. Like what we're doing here. If I'm cooking, if I'm doing something, I have, I have a lot of reality TV pods I listen to and true c- crime pods. And so Leon will definitely just yell from the living room.
1: Oh, I love, I love when people don't agree with me. I want them to call me out on my shit. I want.
0: Oh no, not I me. want
1: another... <laughs> I want another opinion, but I want them to come at me respectfully, right? I'm going to tell you what I think on this pod. But then if you hit us up on Twitter, like, give me that alternate, that alternate view, that alternate perspective.
0: Direct uh, that to Leon.
1: Yeah, direct that to me. But <laughs> I like hearing that stuff because it's always interesting to see how someone got to a certain conclusion that might be nowhere near where you yourself arrived.
0: Totally this couple might have a future as podcasters. I'm just saying, that's exactly how we started out.
1: You know what it is, it's always, you just gotta get over that first bump. Because oh, yeah. when, oh, when yeah. we were starting this journey, it was it was like, who's gonna care what we say? Like, <laughs> we're just Joe Schmoes, you know, like no one's gonna care. And it's, it's pretty wild that we're getting reviews like this now.
0: And then Gina came along and gave us our first one star. Sadness. <laughs> no matter what i'm 99 percent sure it's not gina but the fact that it corresponded with the episode where we like kind of roasted her i do love to call her gina <laughs>
1: it's like somebody from gina's family or something someone in it's some like way connected mother. to gina
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> okay and the last bit of kind of intro we have said it one or two years now on the podcast We want to do a March Madness bracket with our listeners, with your friends, with whoever you want to invite. We would love to do a March Madness NCAA tournament bracket with you all. So instead of just talking about it and wishing about it, we're just going to do it. There will be a direct link to our bracket or where you can fill out a bracket and join our kind of little, what do you call it? Tournament league? A pool. Sure.
1: (laughs) I think the real term is a pool.
0: Okay. So come join us. There will be prizes. There'll be emailed prizes, so you don't have to like give me real info or anything like that. I just need an email address. But what you will do is you'll go to that link if you don't already have an NBC, like NCAA.
1: No, it's a uh, CBS.
0: CBS. If you don't already have an account with kind of the tournament, you will make an account, which I'm sorry. I know signing up for more things sucks. Come, join, sign up. You will... It has, I think, a little like... Does it have a forum or a chat room on the side?
1: I, don't I think rem- you do posts. I don't remember. You did one for work before. Yeah. What we'll do is we'll probably post a little bit more information when we get closer to the time to actually create your brackets when essentially the teams that are going to make it are announced, mm-hmm. which I think is around the 12th. So hit us up on or follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We'll probably give more updates there. But we're planning to do brackets for the uh, men and women's tournaments. and it's just gonna be one prize winner take all nothing to nothing crazy
0: I was trying to convince him to also do like lowest scoring someone that had their bracket busted oh, like day one okay you know no
1: you're right you're right <laughs> we should do a prize for the worst bracket yeah like the lowest scoring bracket yeah. in total points and then obviously the winner
0: let's do that okay so you guys will pick all your teams and decide your final winner and then we'll do the prizes like you said but don't put a bunch of pressure on yourself like I do it every year, and sometimes I go off. What uniform color do I like better? Mascots. Names.
1: This is very low pressure.
0: Literally no pressure. Right. So come have fun. There might be three of us in there. (laughs) You might (laughs) win a prize because you're the only person that joined. (laughs) I feel like the reality TV... NCAA Venn diagram of watchers doesn't overlap much. Right. So come, have fun. It's fun to root for teams that you have like no idea who they are and come hang out with us. Any other intro stuff? I think that was it.
1: I don't think so.
0: All right. This episode was pretty good. I have to say, I know it dragged on in some parts, but overall, I mean, a divorce week day 12. <laughs> who saw it coming?
1: I can't wait for us to get to the divorce because I feel like we have opinions. The community has opinions.
0: It, I think mean, I called it. I just want to note that I did call this like weeks ago. Like Dom doesn't even move in.
1: One bummer that I heard your pod with Jason and Asia talk about that. And I also agree. I don't like how much we are spoiled. And I, mean, I oh, think a I lot of us were calling that if it wasn't Dom and Mack, well, it was kind of heavily leaning towards them that there was going to be a divorce very early on in the process, which, wh- how amazing would it have been? No one knows. You can, okay, yeah, they're having a rough patch, but they're kind of not, not really talking about divorce. And you then- You would not you know, think the first that, argument would you have in. That been. moment, I want a divorce. You're like, the whole community would be like, holy
0: shit. I know. And, and uh, it just would have been so good. But at the same time, I mean, exactly what Jason and Asia were saying. They are trying to keep us here. Sure. We're so many seasons in. Things are not going well. They're trying to say, hey, something's going to happen. Just stay tuned. Something big is going to happen. But they reveal too much.
1: Real talk. If we're talking about a future outlook of the show, the fact that so many couples are not working out, it's going to make the, I mean, it's reality TV and I want to say like the legitimacy of the show, but realistically... At the end of the day, we are rooting for these folks to have a great marriage mm-hmm. and like a loving relationship. But the fact that so many couples are not working out, it's kind of I wonder if that will, you know, lower lower the the popularity of the show down the road unless they have just crazy outlandish moments that a lot of reality TV tends to eventually sway towards.
0: To cite the Love at First Sight podcast just one more time. I didn't realize there has been an early divorce for the last 3 seasons. That's not great.
1: Imagine being a showrunner, you've you've built all of this this library of content, you have the the shows prepped, the length, all the editing. If someone cuts it that soon. I mean, look at what happened. I think after week 2, we switched from the usual 2-hour runtime to an hour and a half and they do the, there's nothing the after party. They combo essentially mm-hmm. the after, which is now really, that's just trying to boost the numbers of the watch party. Cause you're sort of tricking people into thinking it's that two hour runtime. Yeah. Which imagine the amount of hoops behind the scenes of trying to sort of, I would say salvage a season. Cause I mean, who knows this might not be the only couple that calls it queer. We don't know. We don't, we don't know
0: gina or excuse me clint and dom are real comfy whenever that happens which what again spoiled
1: True. it's like i also i also honestly it doesn't even have to be Mass. it could be any other show i hate when they preview this crazy moment and you're not getting that payoff until way way down the line in the season i mean this might be episode 12 it could be three months down the road, I'm going to get a payout for this preview. (laughs) Yes. I hate, I'm sorry. As a fan, as a a friendly watcher on the couch, I hate that shit.
0: (laughs) One more kind of theme of this episode was the housewarming parties. The first time you kind of directly face-to-face interact with your spouse's friends and family. One thing I want to know is I'm like 90% sure that these are all plea... Pre-planned themes.
1: You're thinking it's sort of like a um, a pick pick your poison card, and then you just sort of yeah get to pick the theme exactly. My counter to that is Jasmine. Unless she's sort of playing into the show, she actually mentions like I'm gonna go buy more decorations. So I'm like, why would you have to buy decorations if they're gonna just give them to you?
0: It's all it's all is that, is that, scripted? Is that scripted? I think so, there's a lot of questions that are scripted. I think there's a lot of things like that. But I mean, I'm countering myself already here because some people had way more decorations. Some people didn't even really have a theme. Like it's.
1: We'll wait to talk mad shit about cur- cursing and <laughs> Shaq. Yeah.
0: Oh, I don't. I'm not even talking shit about them. Just the the wall. It's it's too much. But we'll get there. Okay. In my notes, we start with Dom and Mac. Do you want to start there?
1: Why not? That's that's the bombshell of the show. Let's you know that's what the people are coming here. They're coming here for the good stuff. Let's just start. <laughs> Heavy.
0: On the initial first watch, I missed the first ten minutes. It already missed everything, all the good stuff. I didn't even know that it already happened.
1: So I was, I watched this remotely, well, from the from the work trip, and y- you were doing something. It was working, so. And you're like, oh, I'm 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 finishing up, and I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna go down and start watching it. And thankfully, the hotel I was in, they had Lifetime. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, it wasn't even five minutes, and it exactly. was announced, and then I immediately tweeted. I'm like, well. You know, just not meant to be.
0: (laughs) So in the opening scene, we are still sitting with Pastor Cal, Mac and Dom. Dom says she's just kind of over it. Oh, just one side note, the use of language. Just express yourself a little better. Don't use vibes. Like, okay, I'm a very vibes person. All about the energies. If you want to divorce someone, don't say the vibes just aren't there. (laughs) It's just be a little clearer.
1: I think Dom was a bit, it was a bummer because they described her as this old soul. So immediately we're, we're placing some type of how we think she will sort of handle herself or how she will in some ways act as an adult, it being an old soul. But then when you see this interaction, it's, you know, it's very childish. It's immature. It. This is a very serious situation you should be very upfront about what you're talking, you know, what you're talking about. Don't sort of try to softly mention something so you don't have to, you know, be a big person and say the, say the words, uh, divorce, marriage, I want to end the marriage.
0: Yeah. Pastor Cal multiple times in this sitting alone has to have her expand, ask for clarification. And that just goes along with what you just said. I just, I think them naming her the old soul And it being repeated so many times was a disservice to her Mm -hmm. because I mean, she's 25, she's young. It's, it's like a big point generally in life where a transition happens and you kind of figure out who you are and what you want. And man, having the pressure of old soul, meaning you are mature and kind of further along an average 25 year old, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: I remember some of the tweets when we were live on the show mentions, you no, know, Dom's acting like a 25 year old, like, this is not, you know, out of context. This is who she is. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I mean, again, like you said, I think she was just, you know, badly labeled as the old soul.
0: Also, I hyper focused on that because I couldn't tell you anyone else's little tagline. I have no idea what anyone else was named. Wait, no, Kirsten was like picky. And I also, <laughs> I know that one, but that's about it. Dom finally says it, I would like a divorce. Pastor Cal responds and says, maybe, just maybe, 25 was too young. And she does not think so. Now, while 25 is quite young, we got married around 25. <laughs> so, I mean, it. I just think it depends. Like, we were so far into it already.
1: Yeah, our, our situation is totally different. I mean, by that point, we've been dating for eight years. Yeah. I mean, it's totally different, right? As far as...
0: But... We where, were our found, young. where our
1: foundation was at that point, the reason why I would say, I would agree with Pastor Cal, and he mentions it, is because in in a marriage, you're gonna you're gonna face you know these hills right, ups and downs, ups and downs, and you're gonna get through them. But as you get through them, you're sort of you're getting better and better and better, and you keep you keep working your way up, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that you have given up after. It might've been a culmination of a bunch of little tidbit things that you didn't like. And then you hit your, you know, the thing that just set you over. And then you said, you know, I'm done. Even, even not being Mac in the future, you're going to find someone, something is going to go wrong. You're not going to agree with something. You're not going to like something about that person. You're going to work through that. That's a part of being in a marriage. You don't just say, yeah, I'm done. Like first argument, I'm good. Yeah. That, that, that's not reality.
0: And that's what I'm kind of internally. I'm always thinking about the you know the shows we watch and whatnot. And so something I've thought about throughout the week, well weekend is, so I don't agree that 25 is too young, depending on of course the situation and everything you're going through. Is 25 too young for this scenario? Probably. High pressure, high stakes. I mean, I really, there's no stakes at this point. <laughs> but in if we were taking the show seriously, tons of pressure.
1: Well, there's even an argument to be made that 25. 25- you've only had so many years in your life to even have fairly serious long relationships where you've sort of gone through those hurdles versus some, I mean, I'm not trying to like, you know, you gotta be 30 to be on the show or something, but I mean, maybe in, in the, the breakdown of picking people, like, you know, have you been in a, in a long relationship? I think that's more telling is your longest relationship, like six months. I mean, like, like, what is your background in being in a relationship?
0: And I mean, the same thing can be said about Eris. You're 40 and you've never had a real relationship. You're not in love. You shouldn't, probably shouldn't be here.
1: And look at how that situation's going. It's not yeah. looking that good right now.
0: So I'm torn on the age thing because it can be say, said for any age. Sure. Are you ready? Are you not ready? Sure. But I don't know. I feel like there's more to that than just her age. It's the mentality like she wasn't ready, regardless of age, I think is what I'm trying to get to. Dom looking at the ground says that she's so sorry. Mac is starting to tear up. And this is where we see the now infamous scene of Dom walking with her box, crying down the hallway. Now, 12 days in, you have no background with this person. Are you crying? I'm trying to think, like, are you crying because of the peer pressure? Like, that's a crap load of pressure. You're on TV, you've called it quits after day 12. Is it just the accumulation or are you sad your marriage with Mac didn't work? I was like, why are either of these people crying? But I think it's the pressure. I
1: think the tears, it's the pressure for sure. But I think it's more of the emotions you feel just when you've mentally accepted that you've given up on something. You kind of feel a type of way. You feel these emotions. And I just think as she's walking down that hallway, she's accepting that, yeah, I have given up on something that's that's kind of making me sad.
0: I could see that for sure. Dom and her mom go out to eat and I did like Dom's mom here. I thought she asked really good questions. I thought that she wasn't making excuses for her kiddo. She wasn't dogging Mac. I mean, it was really neutral. It was, I mean, it wasn't a bad conversation. Dom didn't have the greatest responses, but I mean, it was still a decent conversation.
1: The one that got me, and I'm sure we'll break it down, is when Dom's mom mentions, did you tell Mac, like, what was bugging you? And then she's like, yeah, I did. And then the, her mom immediately comes back and says, well, did he even have enough time to change anything?
0: Exactly. And that's an amazing point. What would he have a day two. When Dominique and her mom sat down, mom was talking about how sad she was that they are supposed to be having their housewarming party that day and that she was really excited for it. And Dom surprisingly just reacts, really? Yes, your mom is excited to visit your partner and your, well, visit your spouse, visit your apartment together. I don't know, some of the rea- reactions, I'm wondering if they were like cut in or something because I, I don't know.
1: I wish we got a little bit more from Dom's mom about Well, essentially, I mean, we know her mom signed her up for this show and it ended up not working out. I mean, it seemed like Dom's mom was sad about the situation not working out. But I feel like there could have been a little bit more there as far as like, was 25 too young to sign your kid up for this? What was her thoughts on that?
0: Okay, something I was thinking about. So I noticed that when Dom was with her mom, she doesn't curse. And she like apologized for cursing in the presence of her mother which is normal, but then it's like so different than how we see her with her friends and stuff. And so when she says like, I'm an old soul, is that because of what she presents to her mother?
1: Oh, interesting. I didn't even, I didn't even catch that.
0: So I'm like, yeah, you're the super polite and you go fishing with your mom and you hang out and you talk all day, every day. Yeah. I don't know. Like did that shoot her in the butt?
1: And my mind immediately goes, is it one of those relationships where you sort of pretend to your parents that you've never consumed alcohol. You've yes, never tried any recreational you drugs. You <laughs> are very straight in the path.
0: As everyone should.
1: <laughs> you don't curse. <laughs> yeah. you, you let your parents live with that lie that, wow, my child is...
0: <laughs> All parents should think that. <laughs> when Dom says, I didn't come into this process to change anybody. What did you think of that?
1: Again, going back to What is marriage relationship? These are these are two people coming together. They're forming a life together. There is obviously we're not completely changing a person, but there is sort of a, um, you know, a a mold that happens that will make this relationship work for each person that comes with the territory. Like maybe you're going to get lucky and find the exact puzzle piece to your puzzle piece. But that is very, very rare.
0: I get what she's trying to say, but to me, that adds more to you weren't ready. Yeah, you don't want to change anyone. It is not good to want to change people, but you do need to compromise. And that person's going to have to compromise for you just as you are for them.
1: There's, there's that counter there. Was Dom ever compromising?
0: Not really, because I mean, she has to be adventurous and she has to do all this stuff, which means you have to as well. Her mom was right. Sometimes you just have to sit on the beach. There's nothing wrong with that. Dom says, I feel I was very patient. I had enough time. In my gut, I knew this was not the relationship I needed to be in.
1: Okay. I know folks are probably giving Dom a lot of shit. This is a little tidbit that I can give her that I appreciate about her. The fact that she is so direct about the situation. She didn't prolong it. She didn't fake it for eight weeks. She said, you know what? Legit, I'm not feeling this. I want to end this. Let's go on our own separate ways. It's over. I appreciated that versus someone we'll talk about in the future that I think (laughs) is completely faking it. And it's really getting on my nerves. I do appreciate that Dom chose to end it when she did.
0: I'm sorry, everyone. I think I talk about it every single week and specifically the comparison of Kirsten and Dom of like, what is better? Is it better to know like this isn't it? I'm done. Like, or do you just kind of fake it?
1: Well, let's imagine Dom fakes it and Mac starts. And he was already crying when this was over.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's imagine even he knows she's not feeling it. But maybe, maybe Mac is building those feelings. Well, you knew from the jump you were going to say no on decision day. And now this person has built some type of feelings, whether it's even just being a friend. Because in some ways, when you say no, you are losing a friend. Yeah, That's going to hurt that other individual. Doing it now, you know, Mac can say, "You know what? I got I'm shed like three tears. We didn't form any other bond than that. I'm gonna go do my thing and move on." He gets to do that now.
0: We don't talk about. We don't talk much about Mac. There wasn't a ton, but I always want to say, like, we always talk a lot about Dom because she's the one making the decision. But Mac did have flaws in this. He's not blameless in this. Do I think that Dom could have expressed herself differently or brought up what she already views as viewed as massive red flags? Yes. But also, I think Matt could have reacted differently. He, I mean, I feel like he created things as well. So did Dom ever really put him down about where he lived? Or did he just go off the energy that she was putting out? The energy I, was pretty bad. I would,
1: I would think the <laughs> energy was so blatant that it was hard to take it as any other signal message.
0: That's true. I just... Okay, his sassiness was a little much. When you argue, you do have to know how to argue with each other. Granted, very new relationship, lots of pressure. You got to know how to argue. That's a big but, part of being married. But I feel
1: like you you, you have to sort of know someone. You have yeah, to... Yeah, no,
0: no, no. Exactly. yeah.
1: That's that's what's tough about this situation so early on. You don't, you just don't know someone enough yet.
0: Yeah. I feel like I'm like wavering back and forth. Like I'm not, I can't say either one was fully at fault. I don't think Dom was ready, but that doesn't make her a bad person in any way. I don't know. Just not for her. We, why were they, why was she cast? I mean, is this whole show hindered on the fact that she's an old soul?
1: I'd be fascinated if we could, if someone could ever post, you know, numbers of how many applicants, what gets people immediately disqualified. I mean, what yes. if somebody has kids? Uh, you know, if you I had a prior that's... marriage, that doesn't disqualify you. I mean, Eric was on in a past mm-hmm. season. Um,
0: Wait, but he didn't have kiddos, right?
1: He didn't have kiddos. I don't okay, but yeah, he, I think know, he's, that's mar- he's married a, before. Of them. I mean, I, I'm just curious how big their pool is to select people.
0: I don't think it's that big anymore.
1: (laughs) I I don't think it's big either, considering, again, we mentioned it before, they are, I mean, maybe not intentionally, but people are moving to the locations to get on the show.
0: My favorite part of any Dom scene this week is mom asking, are you dead ass set on your decision? I wish you responded (laughs) with dead ass. (laughs) Dead ass. Jasmine deserves so much credit this season. She is dealing with a lot So personally, mother is sick. Two, you're married at first sight. Three, your husband is not really that husbandly.
1: (laughs) They've mentioned it before, but on this episode, especially in the group setting, you can see how much it really affects her that Eris is not into her.
0: But he's also pretty disrespectful with it. It's not even... I just, the way he says it, the way he brings it up, he talks about it to everyone. He's not doing anything to improve that. It was just, oh, you don't, you know, the physical isn't there. So we're not really going to do anything else. Cool. We see Eris and Jasmine walking the dog together. And then we see Eris meeting up with Felina. So I don't normally like write down kind of side characters names. I'm always saying like so-and-so's aunt or so-and-so's friend Man, Felina needed her own category, though. (laughs) My joke in my notes was Eris hugged Felina longer than he's ever hugged Jasmine. (laughs) Bad joke, I I know. I I am
1: wondering, (laughs) is there some type of set limit of who your friend that you could bounce ideas back and forth on how your relationship is going? Because it seems like Eris only has Felina. Well, I'm
0: assuming it's just like an NDA thing and you have... Probably a couple reoccurring characters, and that's it. So, Felina and Eris are sitting together, and Eris brings up that the physical aspects just aren't really there. Felina says, So, you aren't attracted to her. Eris says, I think she's an attractive person, just not my type. Now, this will forever be the argument on this show Is someone not being your type that big of a deal if you've never found the right person with that type?
1: I think he's just stuck on he, he imagined like I would be sexually attracted to this person from the jump.
0: And what if they wouldn't take care of you when you're sick and take care of your children if you passed? Like what if they're just a horrible personality? You're still cool with that?
1: I mean that could lead to like how shallow is a person? Like what do you value? It, it is amazing to me that the way Eris describes Jasmine it seems to be great qualities like Take care of our kids. Take care of me. And and like, why can't you get past this, this like either a mental block of this sexual attraction? Like it can build. And we had, a, we were actually talking about this this back and forth of, I think he has been in his ways for so long that it's throwing him off. Like, like something inside is throwing him off of, I can't commit to this person or like, I didn't know. Like, he couldn't conceive, like, conceive mentally, could I commit to this person?
0: I keep thinking about, so he was one of the people that hooked up right before he found out he was going to be on the show. Mm-hmm. So he's clearly sexually attracted to that person. So of all those people that he may have, you know, the late night are you up <laughs> sure. text to, sure. how come he's not in a relationship with any of them? If that's the most important thing to him, why, is, why has there never been anything?
1: I just feel like... The way he flows is I approach those relationships as, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to form that type of, you know, those types of feelings, right? Those mm-hmm. long-term I, yeah. girlfriend. So it's, it's easier for him to just, you know, go through that process. Mm-hmm. But now it's, oh, this isn't the same. Like Jasmine's not just going to go away. Like this is a forever thing am I really ready to commit to this? I wonder if part of the, let's just, let's just take it not even being sexually attracted. I wonder if the real roadblock is it's hard for him to commit to one woman and sort of that is being translated to, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not sexually attracted to you. I'm a very sexual person. So that's, that's a bummer. But I wonder if it's more a commitment thing. Like Am I really ready to just have one woman in my life?
0: No way. He is not ready. I don't think he's ready either. Speaking of people that weren't ready for marriage, here we are. So I think you are completely right. It's, he knows once he crosses that physical bound, there's no going back. And it is not a hookup and it is not someone that you regularly hook up with. This is your wife. This is someone you're married to. And as soon as you cross that bound, it's, it's different.
1: See, I wonder when we got that scene at the honeymoon where he's asking, you know, what's your favorite sexual position Mm -hmm. is, is that old heiress mentality? Was he sort of tapping into that to sort of get himself in the mood versus sort of speaking to this person? Like this is your wife. This is not just some, someone you're going to hook up with for one night and then you're You know, whatever.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Testing the water. Felina does say, though, that attraction isn't just physical. I was back and forth with Felina this episode. You know, (laughs) she has some good points.
1: The second half of this conversation, I was like, wow, Felina's actually bringing up some really good points. And I have to agree with her.
0: And I hate to admit it. (laughs) (laughs) So for me personally, attraction is so low of things I care about. I got extremely lucky because Leon's gorgeous. So somehow I got lucky, but the caring, the like everything Eris is saying are things that I value so much. You're there for me. You care. You're there for my family. He says he's going to go help with her mom. Wow. That is totally my love language. But is that action there on his part? He always talks about what She can do. We've seen a few times of him say what he can do, but has there been action there? Eris says, I'm such a physical person. I feel like I have a wall up.
1: See, that that wall, that's that mental block I'm talking about. Like he can't, he can't get over that.
0: He's, I don't even know if he's aware of it. Is he like slightly? And so that's what he means. The wall, but he doesn't really relate it to kind of what it would mean. I don't even know if he's aware
1: what's that like the whole old dog new tricks thing I just wonder if no he's he's just used you know he's he just operates a certain way it's almost like your your habits right it's Mm -hmm. it's very hard to change something you've been doing for let's say 20 years and changing your mindset I'm sure it's been really tough for him
0: Er says there is no sexual attention. He goes straight to sleep. The sexual desire is not there. That is so sad.
1: No, it's it's sad for Jasmine because yeah. she is sexually attracted. I think the other point there is he's not he's not doing anything to yes. to promote that
0: to help himself, help her. Like if he was so attentive and like working on the relationship and communication and these other things, but the physical just wasn't there yet. You would still have so much to go off of and so much to bond over. And
1: even even in small steps, maybe we're not having sex, but maybe you're snuggling the heck out of me at night. Like anything. (laughs) Yes.
0: Not straight to bed. No touching, no attraction,
1: man. But that goes back to is there a certain level of fear there of I will, you know, those those emotions will grow if I do that. So I just I just have to do nothing.
0: Are we thinking about it too deep on his end? Is he like, oh, I just don't want to lead her on. Like, I'm going to break up with her. Like, immediately. I'll, sure, I'll say yes on decision day, but it, he might beat Alexis's record.
1: Okay, but same to Dom. As far as for Eris, he just, he wasn't ready to leave the streets.
0: Yeah. Eris brings up how Jasmine reacted when he asked about kind of the physical. Jasmine handled it like a lady, as Eris would say. Felina says, sounds pretty textbook. Now, I couldn't... Me and you kind of had different thoughts on this. My initial reaction was, sounds pretty textbook of Eris that he doesn't want to commit, that he's not going to commit, that if he's not physically attracted, that's it.
1: No, and I, I thought that's definitely... It's related to the way Jasmine answers questions.
0: Which makes sense.
1: This is where I was not a fan of Felina. Like, this is a very unique situation Only so many people have been, you know, in, on this show. So in the way that Jasmine is answering, it's very early on in this process. I could understand how someone, it will take someone time to sort of form these emotions. I just have to hope that, you know, they begin to form. And she's like, oh, that's textbook. I'm like, how is that textbook? Like, do you just know, do you just know people that have been through this process and like how they (laughs) answer questions? Like there's only been so many people on this fucking show.
0: I don't see how Felina could have so much, I don't want to say hate, but dislike Jasmine, someone she does not know, because her communication style is different. So because she's not being super blunt or loud or however, just because it's different.
1: In some ways, as a family member, you're not even you're not helping to to foster and promote this relationship. If anything, you immediately said like yeah, that sounds like a stupid idea. Like you really shouldn't go through with this. Like that's, why would somebody feel comfortable being around you if you're already against this whole process?
0: If we're bringing up vibes this episode, those are not the vibes. Get those vibes out of here. In her interview, Felina goes on to say that Jasmine seems fake. She says, just be a woman. If it hurts, say it hurt you. And then that annoyed the shit out of me. Cause I'm like, who are you to say that she is like not woman enough? Eris brings up the housewarming party and Felina says that she's not coming and she's not going to invest in something that isn't going to work out. I also don't think this is going to work out, but you know what? You support family. You support people around you. It doesn't matter if you think they're making a dumb decision sometimes. If it's something that would mean something to them, your presence would make them happy. You do it.
1: In this situation... I was a bit glad that Felina did not show up to the housewarming because I don't, I did, that would not have gone
0: well. No, there, it's not good. She tells Eris to be a husband and have sex with your wife. But like, it's not that easy. That's not, that's not the solution to everything. There's so much more wrapped into that. And I hate that. Oh, it's just simple. Just do that. Felina says you are either going to go home tonight and work on that connection with your partner or you've got to get up out of here. And I mean, honestly, that's true. Don't, I, got, I appreciated that a lot more than we'll just go have sex with her.
1: I do have to agree with Felina again. It's, it's the same thing with why I'm giving a little bit of respect and a shout out to Dom. Like, I'm just going to end it. This ain't working out. Like, don't, don't lead someone on, right? That's what Felina's saying is like, you're either going to, get ready and take this seriously and be in a relationship or it's over like just tell her it's over
0: but the inverse of that in both scenarios is did you even give it a chance did you even want to give it a chance because if you're immediately saying no i don't think you even gave it a fair shot jasmine and eris are at the apartment talking about the upcoming party and eris brings up that jasmine refused to write felina's name down on the guest list that's fine same it's her house too
1: I know their interaction was fairly harsh. I didn't know Jasmine felt this way about Felina or this much.
0: Yeah, but she does. And that should be the end of it because this is your shared home. Why should she have to put up with someone that does not like her being brought to her home? Jasmine goes on to explain more of the kind of hostility, almost just not great feelings between them. And Eris goes, so yeah, I invited her, but she said she's not going to come. Jasmine responds with, good.
1: You know, I'm sure foul as far as a cousin is fantastic, but for this moment, this situation, I think it was a good idea to not show up.
0: It is party day and everyone has arrived, including a version of Mario and Luigi. Immediately is that, is what that, I thought is of. That what folks,
1: <laughs> is that what folks are saying or is that what you said?
0: Well, that's the first thing I thought of, and then I saw people saying it, too. The
1: moment you told me, I couldn't...
0: That's all I could I, think about. I couldn't <laughs> see it. Oh. Matching like, hats, matching glasses, similar t-shirts, but not matching.
1: All right. I don't care what people think, but that paint splatter t-shirt Eris's buddy was wearing was fire.
0: And my response when you told me that, because we were on the phone at the same time, well, you can help me fa- paint the dining room. I can make you that shirt right now.
1: <laughs> Something I noticed that I don't think... I didn't catch anyone on Twitter mention this, and I don't even think you caught it on the watch. Why were three out of the four people invited wearing their shoes?
0: I know. We talked about this so long last night. So I didn't catch it the first time around. We were watching it again last night just to make sure our notes were in order. You are totally right. When freaking Eris (laughs) came into that apartment and was bossing his wife around and saying, like this shelf is mine, he specifically said, my people know to take off their sho- shoes. You tell your people who was wearing shoes, his people.
1: Now, auntie could probably overrule anything. So the auntie didn't have her shoes off.
0: Auntie can do anything she wants. I love her, but
1: I believe it was <laughs> Jasmine's cousin. She,
0: she didn't have shoes on.
1: Right. And yeah. Right. Right. She wasn't, she was, you know, following the rule, but then <laughs> yeah, everyone else wasn't. So I was like, that's jasmine weird. and
0: Eris also didn't have shoes on
1: right i'm like that's interesting i wonder if honestly i'll just give them the benefit of the doubt it was probably like people aren't used to just having like so much production and like yeah. cameras around it's not it's like you don't even think about that stuff
0: i just love that you noticed it because it was like direct oh i couldn't i quote. could not see it i could not
1: see it direct i was like back at i was like those are
0: those are fucking shoes <laughs> <laughs> Eris's friends were taken aback by learning that Jasmine has four dogs and that, yes, they did sleep with her. She was single. She had a king bed. Why not?
1: Okay. I think dogs are dope. Cats are dope. All that good stuff. Four dogs on the bed. (laughs) Okay. And her dogs are like long. They're like curly haired dogs, right? I think so. That's a lot of hair.
0: Well, they're like bigger dogs. That's a
1: lot of dog.
0: Yeah. We're both kind of weird about pets being in the bed, though, in general. So, like, I feel like we're on. Most people are going to be like pro dog in the bed. I think we're on the other side. We're in the minority.
1: Also power move that Jasmine looks like a fairly, you know, normal sized woman of like five, eight or five, seven.
0: Oh, she's Sleep- fatigued. But she's fatigued. She like, I don't
1: know. Five, six. <laughs>
0: I sleeping, think like five, four. Shout
1: out. Sleeping on the king size bed. That is a fucking power move.
0: <laughs> I love that for her. Eris brings up the guest list and immediately throws his wife under the bus. Nothing would piss me off more faster. Nothing. The party's over. Everyone can leave because we have to fight. <laughs> We're going to argue for hours.
1: I wonder, is this something producer says? So, Eris, um, maybe you should start talking about a guest that could make it. Probably. And start the recording. But I can
0: also see Eris doing this on his own.
1: Mm, you're right. Yeah. I'm trying to give Eris benefit of the doubt, but you're right. It's... <laughs> Probably didn't
0: happen. He even mentioned a private text conversation that him and his wife had about Felina. Why? Why did you even need to go that far? Jasmine says she doesn't think it's a personality clash. She doesn't know her. Good point. She does say, but we had a conversation and I wasn't respected. Yeah, leave it at that. Aeris says they are two important women in his life and he would like them to get along, but it's early auntie i love auntie she comes in and says you are officially married and you have to make sure your wife is comfortable yes yes the moment you got married things had to shift
1: it was even the way eris defined he said the two most or two important women in my life which really should be no my my wife is above a, a cousin it should be so he he needs to sort of you know reorient himself
0: that's a red flag that's a big red flag jasmine's family goes off with eris eris's friends go off with jasmine auntie says what if she were willing to give up her dogs eris says he would be super excited <laughs> what's what's uh, jasmine's dog name is it dustin dusty
1: oh no it starts with a d
0: yeah but he said well not him but the rest of them <laughs> savage <laughs>
1: Uh, Those are is like, not, he's not answering the questions, right?
0: No, you lie. And you say, that'd be so sad. <laughs> I would never make her do that. Then we have the boys with Jasmine and they asked, what are your concerns? And she straight up says, we aren't having sex. We don't have sexual chemistry. He is clearly a very sexual person.
1: I don't think Eris's buddies were prepared for this conversation. Hey, they, asked, they did not think this is where it would go.
0: Or do they already know? And they know the backstory and Eris's reasoning and they don't know how to politely address it. It
1: could be, but I, it is fascinating how open people are about that aspect of their relationship. I get it. You're on a show, but it's interesting because like, I wouldn't be comfortable talking about that.
0: With a friend's wife? It,
1: right. Oh. Or, yeah, just.
0: But that's the big, that's the elephant in the room. One of it, Eris's friends asks, Did the experts pick right? Jasmine responds, I feel we can be great together, but we need to be honest and work through the hurdles. Which is like a great answer, yes. And I really hope that he is also willing to work through the hurdles. Auntie asks about expectations. Anair says his expectation is to continue to get to know each other, but he also says that they need a plan.
1: What are your thoughts? I mean, this sounds good, but... And it seems like it's sort of previewed on the next episode as far as we need a plan. But, okay, what what are you doing? What are those actions? And it seems like in the next episode, we're going to get sort of the, you know, um, do these actions to become closer with each other.
0: Well, if he knows that's an issue and that's what they need to work on, why isn't he doing anything to work towards that? Oh, yes, we need a plan. Jasmine, make a plan.
1: Devil's advocate. I mean, they're doing little things. I mean, they're walking the dog. I mean, he's yes, walking the yes. dog. I mean, they're, they're doing little things to be a couple.
0: To be friends.
1: You got to give them a little <laughs> bit of slack. They, they are working on it.
0: Day 12, day 12, I'll remember.
1: Working on it. <laughs> what does that say? You say, um, give them some grace.
0: Yes, yes. When we catch up with Shaq and Kirsten, we see Shaq putting air in Kirsten's tires. Very cute. It's very sweet. She mentions husband taking care of her tires.
1: Okay, this is odd though, but Kirsten was sitting in Shaq's car. Yes. And he was out and put air in her. This is weird. Like, were they going somewhere? He's like, hey, your tire looks flat. Let me get out and put air in it.
0: I'm wondering if he had to change the tire and then was filling it with air. Because spares are usually. By the way,
1: I had that same uh, air. You yes,
0: know, air a little filler, compressor. Little
1: compressor. It's fucking from Amazon. I'm sure. Wait, it's probably either from Amazon or like any regular auto store. But it's like the cheapest one you can get. That thing is a piece of shit. <laughs> if you see that, if you're thinking about getting one, do not get that one. It's like fucking lime green. Don't buy it. Piece of shit.
0: Rape review. <laughs> I cracked up when Shaq and Kirsten were hanging up one banner, and then their guests arrived. Like, what were you doing all day? Maybe they were working on that tire.
1: No, but they did. I'll give them credit. It seemed like they cooked a bunch of food.
0: Did they cook it?
1: You know, damn it. Now mm. that I'm thinking about the they food that plated was it. the food that was there,
0: I think the only people that cooked food was Nicole and Chris and Clint. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he, I and mean, they, I wouldn't cook. I'm just saying, oh, if I'm hosting, oh, yeah. I'm not no, cooking. No, no. No. Like, there's things I'll cook for, but there's so much pressure on that housewarming. For our housewarming, I did not cook. So Kirsten and Shaq had a great idea for their guest list. Two married couples. Great to get advice, bounce ideas off of. Yep. I thought it was good.
1: As opposed to... Eris and Jason where Eris, it looks like he had two of his single buddies.
0: We did look for rings, because we're Which <laughs> I
1: don't know how helpful that is in a marriage situation. Yeah. But yeah, Kirsten and Shaq, married couples, great idea.
0: Kirsten is so much more animated during these scenes than we have seen her at all in her marriage. The last time she was this animated and happy and putting on a good face was her the bachelorette party.
1: Do you think she's an introvert? Probably. That, like, it tires her out to sort of be on for people.
0: But man, when she talks to Shaq, it is like, you no facial expressions, monotone. Mm. At least with her mm. friends and family, she's like a little animated. There's a passion in the voice.
1: There's so much gold in this conversation.
0: <laughs> I mean, it gets going pretty quick. Their friends oh, yeah. ask oh, yeah. immediately, how romantic did the honeymoon get? Kirsten, after some back and forth, Kirsten says they did not have sex yet. And then a friend says, but I'm not getting any kissing energy. Kirsten said, I'm not a good kisser. So that's why we haven't. Uh, We didn't do a lot of kissing on the honeymoon.
1: Now I caught this immediately. Your girl initially said we haven't, as in we haven't kissed, but corrected it quickly to... You know, that's why on the honeymoon, whatever, we didn't kiss or whatever it was.
0: I mean, I, I, another part of this, like right after that, we thought we heard in the background because there was a lot of people talking and couldn't tell that Shaq confirmed they have kissed at least once.
1: At least once. Sure.
0: (laughs) So is other than that, I don't think there's been anything. Here
1: is where every friend there and then myself picked it up of how much of a red flag this is. Mm hmm. This this comment by Kirsten just doesn't make sense in the context of a marriage, of something that's going to be a forever. If you just say, I think I'm a bad kisser, that's why we don't kiss. I mean, kissing is like one of these pillars of like marriage. Like you're going to kiss <laughs> this person. pillar of marriage. Like it's just going to happen. <laughs> like you're going to hold hands. You're going to kiss. You're going to maybe make babies, whatever. Like there's certain foundational pieces. But what is the point of this saying? Because if the point is... I don't think I'm a good kisser. So for the rest of our relationship, we're just not going to kiss like that doesn't make (laughs) any sense. I
0: think that's the expectation that she's trying to sell.
1: And then I believe it was actually Kirsten's friends that said, no, Kirsten needs to let Shaq figure that out on his own.
0: To be the judge of that, whether
1: she's a good kisser.
0: Now, I will not let this die. The talk Kirsten had with her friends and the other ladies and the bachelorette party, you cannot do a 180 from that now. You said you were going to F on that balcony in the shower outside and he better have a nine inch, you know what? And now you're like, I don't kiss. Excuse me? I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all because if this guy met those physical check marks, which she always said physical check marks first. You never heard about a personality. It would be much different.
1: I'm so stuck on the kissing. I mean, even if you're saying, let's say someone's going to work or coming back from work, one peck, just quick little lip to lip. There's only so many errors you can make on a tiny peck that would constitute you as a bad kisser.
0: What if she was a high fiver? Oh no. Have a good that's, day at work.
1: That's friend zone <laughs> energy. You're no.
0: Not kissing is pretty friend zone energy. True. So True. is it even worse?
1: <laughs> I'm still on my side of cursing is fake as fuck. Yeah. I'm sorry. That is just the friend was talking about he's not getting kissing energy. I'm like, I'm getting fake energy
0: yeah.
1: all the time.
0: Like, I like Kirsten as a person. She would be a very fun friend to have. I think she's nice. She's a good person. There's nothing wrong with her, but all of this is fake. Oh, for sure. Also, if this wasn't fake and the relationship was going well, why would Shaq say what he did at the after party?
1: Oh, as far as Kirsten plays it up for the camera.
0: Yeah, she is completely different. She basically wants nothing to do with me until the cameras are there. I mean...
1: I mean, what about all these snuggling scenes?
0: Yeah, I bet there's nothing of that when the cameras aren't there.
1: Is Kirsten like, hey, let's create ready to record a video? Snuggles yeah, up, yeah, and yeah. Record.
0: And he's like too nice and he's not going to like, he's not going to blow it up on camera. But I'm wondering if we're going to get a hint of that next week. His first little, I can't keep doing this. We'll get to that. But that's my theory of why they get into that argument.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: Shaq's friends meet up with Kirsten and Kirsten's friends meet with Shaq. Kristen says that she's still getting used to things, getting into the groove, and trying to open up to him. Shaq asks Kirsten's friends if he is being too patient. And that's a great question. Trying to get some insider info. Is this typical? Does it, you know, take a long time? Should I make the first move? The friends aren't very encouraging and simply say, you know, it's going to be tricky. (laughs) So we're in the same boat. Kirsten is asked... Physically, is it better than day one? Meaning the attraction. Sure. She does say it is better than day one. Jokingly, they ask, how oh, about day two? I don't, <laughs> I don't think she answered I answers. don't recall her answer I think yeah. she just laughed. Yeah. Kirsten does say that she's not thinking about decision day at all. And I'm like, is that good or bad? Is that a good or bad sign?
1: Mari said that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> i think these folks think about decision day every single day
0: it'd be hard not to
1: exactly you're in this process that is essentially the end or beginning of the journey depending on how you want to look at it you're thinking about this every single day
0: and that's it for and kirsten like that was the one you notice with everyone else we have like friend time or decorating together or prepping and there was like nothing Because I think everyone knows it's fake. I think producers know it's fake. Really? Yeah, I think everyone knows.
1: I'm wondering if the friends picked up from the moment she said, like, I'm not a good kisser. If they were like,
0: "Mm, that's not you. That sounds odd. Did you notice in one of the montages we saw Gina in her salon?
1: I did. Okay, this is (laughs) and you mentioned we don't see anyone else in there. You know, place of business yeah no work my, here, nothing here, here's my thoughts here's my thoughts gina did a power move and said i'm too busy i own this business i am pretty much always there if you want to catch b-roll of me i will be in my salon
0: probably i could I, see it
1: i can't recall but did you notice that they did not promote her business like it's not filmed
0: Mm, she said the names, but as far a bunch as like so far. you know,
1: panning. You know, every time they go to like a restaurant yeah. or their um their apartments, they sort of pan over the name of the yeah. apartments and then they go into the scene. But for that little that little montage reel thing, it was kind of just like we're in a salon.
0: They were just like you've said it so many times. We're not even going to give you a full scene. Clint is playing frisbee with one of his friends and kind of opening up about their issues, how they want to move forward from here, and about how Gina is always talking about the salon. Clint talks about how there were good times and bad times in Jamaica, but hands don't want to go seeking other areas. That's a very unique way to say like the physical isn't there. His friend does bring up a good point talking about how in other relationships, there's really no pressure. You can kind of go at the pace of the relationship. But in this scenario, there's so much pressure to make it work, do great things, be in a good relationship. Clint and Gina are moving into their apartment together. And Gina is worried about living with someone since she has mostly lived alone. Does she know what Mavs is? Has she seen an episode? Does she know you generally, generally? live together when you're married.
1: Gina is definitely a fan of math. She's definitely watched multiple seasons. I was happily surprised that they're actually moving in versus it taking longer than just one Pastor Cal visit and then you move in. That was surprising.
0: She gets a little credit for actually doing it, but I feel like production was like, you should give it a chance. (laughs) I feel like production was like, we're not filming you separate for a whole season.
1: Or they told her, if you don't move in, like, we're just gonna assume you're divorced and this is over.
0: Yeah, like, minimal scenes. Yeah, there's no point of us doing this.
1: I am excited that they move in together. I think even if they're living in two separate rooms, it's still beneficial for them to do these day to day actions to form a relationship, to sort of try to get on the right track.
0: It is housewarming party day and they are doing fake tattoos, margs. It looked like some brisket, maybe a great party. It looked like everyone was having fun when they do the separate conversations. Clint talks about how they have had peaks and valleys, that they're taking it slow. But both physically and financially, they are in a place to have a great relationship. I mean, I think on paper it looks great. In reality, not so much.
1: It seems where they are in life, as Clint mentioned, there is nothing stopping them from developing an amazing relationship. It just so happens that both of them made these negative remarks towards each other that's totally derailed where they could have been at this point in the relationship.
0: When Gina is talking with Clint's friends, she says that right now the positives definitely outweigh the negative. And Clint feels... They are on a positive track. See the theme there? They're both in Dom, positive vibes only. We're good. <laughs> I saw a glimmer of hope this episode for them.
1: Again, going back to how this show ruins like possible surprises. I mean, we've seen the preview of Dom and Clint essentially a about to kiss. So I'm like, something is going to happen in this relationship. You're already, you're already letting us know that most likely it's not going to work out. So all of this good vibes and positive energy, and we're seeing a good outlook. It's like, are you really? We kind of know it's, that's not going to happen.
0: The one shining star this episode, Chris and Nicole. Nicole is meeting with her friends for lunch and is talking about how Items that would normally come up, she would run from, but now she realizes these are actually great qualities. She talks about the compliments being great from Chris, but she's kind of spiraling at this point. She keeps questioning them and questioning if they're genuine, and she's waiting for the other shoe to drop.
1: It's amazing that either Nicole's past relationships have sort of led her to to think like this, that someone... Can't just compliment you because they want to because they feel a certain way about you and that inevitably makes them want to tell you you look great or whatever the compliment is and in her way she's thinking is this genuine?
0: It's sad to hear her say I'm worried if it didn't turn out well it would be due to my actions. I think she blames herself a lot for previous relationship issues. It 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 just totally is stuck with her.
1: Do you think Chris? in the way he's described his past relationships, is in a way trying to be as perfect as he can or, or do all the right things?
0: I think so. I mean, the compliments are a little over the top, but I think he really wants to reassure her. I mean, she's even made it very clear, like, I need the reassurance. It is the day of the housewarming party and Nicole picked the theme and breaks out flamingo shirts that you said you would not wear. I
1: would wear the Flamingo shirts if it was one pattern or the other. I am not a fan of this split pattern shirt. Like, why couldn't it just be the fucking Flamingos? Because that's what makes it
0: corny and fun.
1: I mean, the Flamingos are already corny. (laughs)
0: More. Like,
1: we don't have to make it more corny.
0: She basically talks Chris out of wanting to wear it. I mean, he didn't want to in the first place, but he was willing to. He just said, sure. Yeah, it goes with the theme. And she just continued on and on. What do
1: you think about this energy of I'm going to buy this festive shirt for my partner?
0: Without, oh, I love it. Without their knowledge. Oh, I would, I would love it. But there's certain things I know you won't wear, so I just don't buy it. But they don't know that about each other yet.
1: Yeah, my, my rub there is that you just you don't know if they will like that.
0: He should just wear the shirt. But, and he would have, he totally would he, he have. He would have, for sure. But she just kind of kept going and talked him out of it. Okay. Like, that- for example, you hate wearing matching clothes with me, but I love it. So uh, now I just buy my size and shoes you have. <laughs> so that's how we ended up with matching vans. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: We pretty much had matching those Ultra Boosts. Yeah. Well, it's not even matching. We just buy fucking black shoes. I just buy
0: black everything. So if you happen to have it in black, I'm like, well, that's cute. I'll get that too.
1: I don't know. Some of what did you think of the way Nicole was sort of like? Are you sure? Are you really sure? I'm not here. Oh, Uh, I saw a lot of myself in that. You can say no. Uh, It's okay. Yeah. But here's a rub. Okay, he says no. He asked, you know. No, he you
0: never okay? said no. He but, said t- he said yes twice. But uh,
1: but eventually it's you know you know I really wouldn't I wouldn't you know I wouldn't pick that out. Yeah. But, and then that translates to you know we're not going to wear it. And then he asked, like you know are you okay? She's like no nope, totally fine. Why don't you to be comfortable in your home? That's fine. Yeah. And then you know she's hurt in some way. And now you also have to return these fucking shirts.
0: You know what annoyed me more than any of that? You bringing it up to the guests. Okay. No. Why don't were the do shirts?
1: That. On the couch.
0: Because we need to bring it up. You gotta see who's on your side. I don't like that.
1: They did that was a great transition though at the end of that scene when Chris says, like, are you gonna wear it? She's like, No, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that was a
0: not the shirts itself. Perfect transition. Alone. It's ridiculous. Along with pointing out the shirt situation, she shows everyone the photo she thinks is so ugly of herself. And I was like, Why do you that? too like you had to undo the frame and pull out the other photo like
1: didn't they just say like oh is this a beautiful photo of you two like that's sweet you didn't need to rip out the other one wait a minute i got a story look (laughs) at the fucking photo they picked
0: but from the little we know of nicole this is what she's working on so i don't want to like give her too much shit but But
1: are are you i mean i think she's making
0: a lot of strives
1: we don't. Also, we don't know the past, Nicole. Like, we don't know how things were. Maybe this is like, in, in, I think know, it's in, toned in her down. in her eyes, like way better.
0: Yeah, I think so. They talk to each other's friends, and everything's going well. I mean, her friends are telling Chris that she seems different, and you can. I. That's where I kind of get my thoughts of like she is trying to not necessarily fix some things, but maybe. Not be as intense on some things.
1: I wonder if the old Nicole, if she did this exact same thing, uh, again, opinion, no evidence, if she would have sort of gone to a maybe she would have cried or, you know, been really sad that, oh, you didn't like this thing I gave you. And like it would have really impacted her in that way. Mm -hmm. I wonder if something like that was the old Nicole.
0: Or she just simply wouldn't accept. Or or she's like,
1: you don't like something I bought for you? Like, you're dead to me. Like, you know, (laughs) I, I don't know. I don't know. what the. But I wonder if it was something like that.
0: Yeah. Chris talks about how Nicole has not had an outburst like at him. So it's been fine so far. Nicole talks about how she has noticed that Chris is trying to appease her. That she doesn't want him to be miserable to make her happy. And that's where... Her triple, quadruple checking everything. All these decisions comes in. You can see that.
1: Would it, would it annoy you if I was always
0: triple checking everything? I triple check everything with you. So is that super annoying? I don't care. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> but no, I saw some of myself in that moment.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think if Chris has never experienced that, it's probably going to annoy him eventually. But I don't know if it's going to cause a big issue but i'm sure it'll be like that's i, I don't know I, I hope it doesn't cause an issue for them
0: me and nicole are just high anxiety gals always assuming we're doing something wrong <laughs> trying trying to do our best out here
1: so so how do you do do you do you slow someone down and say you're doing something right
0: maybe it's okay and i'll go you're lying <laughs> <laughs> now you're just lying to my face <laughs>
1: you're just you just quietly looking at me like I know you're lying to my face.
0: Exactly. <laughs> everyone then joins together for a potluck. No one made anything. That's fine. But I noticed everyone like brought a dessert. <laughs> so there was just like there's no actual like food, I don't think.
1: Not gonna lie, I'm a foodie or a sweetie. Like those donuts, <laughs> I'm sorry, I mean a donut. They look delicious. I mean a donut. Love it. More sugar.
0: On that note, this morning we went to a cafe. And when we go to this cafe, we get our morning coffee, maybe a breakfast sandwich. I tend to get a bagel. And then we get a treat for later in the day or the evening after dinner. Wait, wait, wait.
1: wait. Most of the time, we don't get a treat.
0: Every Sunday. If we go there on a Sunday, we get a treat. If it's any other day, we don't get a treat. We usually just get our coffee.
1: Right. It's a very weird
0: rhythm we have. Today, we had a large order because I I wanted my coffee, my breakfast, and my treat.
1: We went in today.
0: And the guy Not, wait, was like, mind you,
1: mind you, to us, this is like breakfast, lunch and treat and treat. Like, yeah, because we're only going to eat breakfast and then dinner.
0: That tends to be. Yeah. So the guy, after he brings up our, I mean, it's a larger than what most people are getting order. He's like, wow, you guys really know what what to get around here or something like that.
1: He said, like, this isn't your first rodeo. <laughs> And i was like, nope.
0: And then I realized I don't like when people comment on what I ordered. You know what someone said to us the other day? Not even the other day. It was a few weeks ago. Because we tend to go in on the weekends. We go out. And someone said, I think that'll do. And I was like, maybe I wanted something else. Who are you to tell me that was enough?
1: They're like, you fat fuck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, I just burn a lot of calories. I need some more. I just finished a Gina hit workout. I need fucking calories in my body.
0: (laughs) I thought Gina had so many nice things to say about Clint. Again, it gave me a glimmer of hope. She talked about how good he was with everyone. He's a really, really good cook. He was entertaining. Very sweet things. I hate that we know this doesn't work because if I didn't know that, I would have been like, hey, we're moving in the right direction.
1: Well, I didn't catch it all, but she mentioned something of the friends Clint decided to invite were were women, versus yeah. like some bros.
0: Yeah, so it was all women. Mm-hmm.
1: But it seemed like he was um he was comfortable in that setting. Yeah,
0: he loved being you know like let me pour you some art. like a great host. He's a great See, host. Why
1: why is that the thought process? Like why are dudes weird around multiple women? Like when when we well, hang out with our group of friends, like I hang out with you and the gals most yeah. most of the time. <laughs>
0: I think it's not necessarily that like we, like me and you are, but I think society more is like, oh, if you have friends of the opposite sex, maybe something's going on there. Yeah. I think it's the pressure of that. Clint says he's looking forward to learning about Gina's crusty little bits, meaning all the ins and outs and what she dreamed of her life when she's five, when she's 35. You know, I, I think, do love that. I think
1: Clint reads a lot and he, he tries to sort of, it's almost like he does that thing where he does like a, a word a day and it's like some fancy word that he has. To, the word crusty. Maybe. I don't
0: know. <laughs> but he has
1: to, so he's expanding his vocabulary, but some things he says don't hit.
0: No. But I he, mean, I feel awkward sometimes when he talks. Like it's not natural almost.
1: Right. It was almost the weirdest way you could have said something sweet about Gina.
0: Yeah. But the overall sentiment was really sweet. Yes. You always want someone that you're with to like care about your story.
1: But that's also, it's kind of actually a dig at her because he's the whole time he said she only talks about the salon. Like he still, he literally literally still (laughs) has to, I want to get deep in the weeds. I want to figure out who Gina is.
0: I mean, you can expand off of that and infer that she has not cared about his crusty little bits. True. So you can read a lot into that. We're probably reading more than they at all intended. <laughs> so in the production planted question, Mac asks, so has anyone had sex?
1: Okay. It may have been production planted, but Mac in his mindset, he's like, well, I'm already fucking out of this shit. So I don't give a fuck what people burn think. it down. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I love that energy.
0: I really wish. That Max said, so did any of you get your backs blown out yet? Because that I love was a good such, callback. It
1: was such a missed opportunity. I know.
0: It's a good callback to the first super awkward time that was asked in a group setting.
1: Well, it was it was such a good callback that Nicole was like, fuck that. I'm going to bring oh, that call Oh, she's back.
0: good. She did a good job. Nicole and Chris do confirm that they have consummated the marriage. And... In a separate interview, Eris says, Nicole is the only woman to get her back blown out, so I'm happy for them. Clint asks if anything weird came out, any new revelations. Nicole handled this beautifully. Chris's back has been hurting because she blew that shit out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Touche. Two, golf a clap. A Golf clap. I love it. Fantastic. Fantastic.
0: Clint then turns directly to Eris and asks, what about you guys? Eris smiles and says, no. Jasmine broke my heart, looks at the floor and says, no, we're not getting frisky over here. Her body language, like everything about her is like, she just wants that connection. She wants more from Eris and he's not doing anything to create that.
1: It's, we could read I mean, it's so easy to read her energy, even from where we're sitting, that I can't imagine how obvious it is being in person on those couches and, you know, Eris is sort of sitting back. So he's Mm -hmm. really kind of not even aware of her reactions because she's sort of sitting forward a bit. And you you could see how much this whole situation is, is impacting her.
0: Yeah, like a lot. Jasmine says... I'm sexually attracted, but he is not there yet with me. I have never had to initiate in any relationship I've been in. Eris says it's new for him as well. Now, initially, my immediate thought, which I quickly realized was not correct, is, oh, initiate, girl. That's fine. But what you have to think is she is being rejected in every physical way. This man is telling everyone he knows. He is shouting it from the rooftops that he is not attracted to this woman. Of course you're not going to initiate. That does not make you feel attractive. That does not make you feel wanted. I cannot even... Yeah, no, my initial reaction was wrong.
1: In, In some way, it's also sending the message of, if I initiate, am I going to be rejected? Yes. Because that that's, that's soul crushing.
0: That is, and I mean, in this situation, I would assume that there's a greater chance of being rejected than not. So it's not really that safe to even try. People try to comfort Jasmine. Shaq brings up that Kirsten wasn't attracted to him at first, but now she's always rubbing his head. And I felt that looked faked, even, even that section. I was like, that, your face is not, that is not genuine.
1: Shag, just because some lady rubs your bald head does not mean <laughs> she's attracted to you. I'm sorry.
0: I wish someone was like, but have you kissed?
1: Something that was different about them, though, I will give them this little tidbit. When they were talking to Pastor Cal, there was a noticeable wall between them.
0: There was a physical space. Physical yeah. space.
1: In this sit-down, in the group setting, they were very close.
0: Was it due to lack of seating?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm just giving them that little tidbit. Again, I'm not buying it. I'm honestly just waiting for... I don't even know. I think... Is yeah, person I don't know what really I'm really going to make it till the very end? Oh,
0: yeah. And then she's going to say yes. And then she's never going to talk to him again. <laughs>
1: oh, you think she's going to say yes? Oh, yeah.
0: She's going to say yes. If you've committed this long to putting on this act... You are not going to blow it in overtime. Was <laughs> sports reference? Fourth quarter.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: I mean, you've sold it. You just got to put your final signature there. It's, yeah, she's going to say yes on decision day.
1: I'm not buying it. I think it's going to be a no.
0: All right. Man, I didn't bring up my favorite part of their section. Going back just a tiny bit.
1: Hit that, uh, that rewind noise. <laughs> it's like, work. <"Rrr." laughs>
0: When we and Leon were doing our second watch last night, I told him that if I was at this party at Kirsten and Shaq's house, I would have just clink, oh. kept clinking my glass to try oh, to make them yes. kiss.
1: <laughs> How do they not? Oh, they they miss an opportunity? to Such a good
0: opportunity. And like, then ding, she ding, would. Ding, 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 ding. And then all of a sudden, I'm the new Felina, and she never talks to me again, and I'm not allowed in the house. But it would have been so worth it.
1: I mean, that's gonna be, that's gonna be their couple exercise. Oh, it's going to be like the yeah. dice thing or something.
0: You can tell. They're the one. Every season, someone gets the intimacy exercises. It's, it's probably going to be Jasmine and Eris and Shaq and Kirsten. There has to be two, right?
1: Yeah. Clint and Jean are going to get like the how to communicate. Yeah. Exercise. It's going to be like, can
0: you say something nice to each other?
1: <laughs> say something you like about the person. Yeah.
0: Going back to the group setting. As attention is done with Jasmine and Eris, we move the attention to Dom and Mac. After some, I feel like killing time, Mac finally just says it. We have made the decision to get a divorce. Dom says she feels like there was some confusion, that Mac made a few comments that made her feel like he was very not happy, and that she is a very positive vibes only. She doesn't like negative, she doesn't like negativity and negative energy in her life. She says, I just felt it was best to cut things off before it got to the point where things turned toxic. That was a mouthful, but I felt like that scene was very long.
1: That was a lot, but it wasn't working out. We saw it going that way. Yes, they, well, it ended early, but, you know, in some ways they can move on from this now. And they didn't form any kind of really tight relationship. Hopefully feelings don't get hurt.
0: In response to this, Max says that he didn't agree and that he was blindsided. The belittling tore him down on the honeymoon and that there has been no compromise. Now, I don't know if there's, I don't know if we saw any belittling. Maybe a little bit with like, it things been more, that she would say as far as like, oh, I thought he'd be more established. I think
1: it's, it's also tone can be belittling.
0: That's true. That's true. Clint says throwing in the towel is the easy way out. I challenge you to take a step back. I think there's something here if you're willing to stick it out. The peer pressure then starts. Everyone has to give their two cents on this. We are going to ma- we're going to will this couple into marriage.
1: This is so weird.
0: Nicole says, "Dom, I say this with love. I think you will regret this. Is there any scenario where taking a step back and starting fresh could help?" Dom, bowing to peer pressure says, Maybe. And then everyone cheers to maybe. I mean, that's hard. If you have multiple people just being like, you have to do this. I get her reasoning. But like, I didn't like the conversation back at the apartment either. Like, yeah, you just want to flee. You're just like, make this conversation end. But it didn't help the overall scenario. Back at the apartment Dom said that she felt like it was glaring eyes. She didn't appreciate it at all. And that nobody was listening.
1: It was interesting that Mac wanted that clarification. Yes. Because you you know
0: he's. He would have went back, I think.
1: I mean, even when Pastor Cal asked, I mean, he's like, yeah, I mean, I'm here. I'm in this.
0: Yes. But then another thing that Dom said, which annoyed the crap out of me, is she said, well, if he just said, you know, he's super sorry and he wanted to have, you know, start over, I would have absolutely not you would not have don't even say that
1: in her mind there have been too many um you know points or items on her list that have not been met and her decision is final
0: yep he asks do you feel like you said maybe just because the peer pressure she says honestly yes i felt like no wasn't an acceptable answer and you know i'm very honest What does that mean? What does that mean? Because that's a a direct contradiction. Dom says she wouldn't mind being friends. Mac chuckles and says, I don't want to be your friend. I think that's very understandable.
1: (laughs) I thought it was interesting that they had them go back to the apartment after that sit down. Like when Dom says, yeah, I want a divorce. You think they would kind of just pack it all up and uh, close this show out. But after the group setting they go back to the apartment
0: i don't think mac left
1: he's like i need to figure out some living sit, uh, yes. some my living situation give me a couple days
0: yeah he was like this apartment is paid for for eight weeks i'll take it
1: their goodbye or the their parting time was so awkward i mean you can tell mac was like don't talk to me I'm why over did this. Dom
0: ask for a hug that feels so weird You just, it's
1: the vibes. You don't want the the negative Yeah, You can't have the negative vibes. You don't want the negative energy. The negative
0: vibes can't follow you home. You can't have that. That's right. Dom says in her interview that she feels bad. A lot of petty things have been said and she doesn't have room for that in her life. Okay. Like, I don't don't know. Okay, thanks. Yeah, it doesn't really mean anything right now dom leaving with her backpack made me laugh like it just was like why do you have a backpack on i don't know why it felt so young to me like i wear a backpack to work so maybe i look the same no you
1: you mentioned this too in as we're calling someone the old soul and now we're judging them for how immature they tend to act Mm -hmm. in this group setting to get together it seems like everyone's very dressed up like we're getting together Mm -hmm. and like dom's kind of just like casually like I'm just here I, in like my track jacket and I'm going to yeah. pack my shit up and I'm ready to
0: go. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah, I felt like everyone else like put a little bit more effort in. But I mean, she's very over it, so I can't blame her. <laughs> she's like, I'm here. I'm contract.
1: I'm here to obligated. Just get my shit and go. Yeah.
0: On the next time on, I think it's going to be a great episode. They're going to the rodeo, which shout out the Houston rodeo just happened. And that's like a bucket list item for me. Like you're going to have to dress up. It's gotta be huge. Yes, huge. and everyone is gorgeous. Just saying, but I was I'm looking gor- at the photos. <laughs> I'm not gorgeous. Oh, you are, and you'll even be more gorgeous in a cowboy hat.
1: Tight cowboy pants. Yeah. And some boots.
0: Yeah. And a hat. Let's Go get ass shirt. Ooh. like
1: a nice cowboy shirt. No, no, no. Shirt.
0: A cutoff. Nah. Yeah. Nah. No, it has to be like. Well, I can't point it out because the shirt's not in here. But I'll show you. <laughs> So there's the rodeo couples activities, intimacy activities for Shaq and Kirsten. COVID gets heiress, and Jasmine, being the sweetheart that she is, says that she's gonna try to be there for him.
1: I wonder how long they'll have to be apart. Like how I long? Know. How long? Or excuse me, how many times does he have to test negative before you know, as far as the show's ruling or, or whatever? You know, whatever. Oh, on what there.
0: I could see Jasmine even being a real one and being like, "I'll hang out with you. You're my husband."
1: Oh no, she's got dogs to like sell and stuff.
0: You're right. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. Chris, for no reason at all, just self-sabotaging left and right, tells Nicole, I asked for a beautiful smile, a beautiful face, but I did say someone a little thicker than I would normally go for. Why? I like that- at what point did you have to clarify this? I need that
1: scene where you like roll up a paper and then like hit him over the head and be like, <laughs> "Bad." What are you doing?
0: I, why? No need. None. And oh. like, let's say, because I thought the insinuation was that she was going to see something like on a matchmaking special where he says, I would like someone thicker than my ex. Okay. But you didn't have to pre-bring that up. Let's say I brought up and then you can see if she's insulted by that. You can just say, I never even thought about it again. I think you're so gorgeous. That is not even on my mind. I don't know. There's just so many better ways to. if you thought you were going to be in the doghouse for this, then saying it out of the blue.
1: I had a prediction for this of why he did this.
0: Oh, God. Why? Well, it was
1: because (laughs) in some way he fears Nicole. So he's thinking, what is going to happen if this comes out and she doesn't know? Like, what are the repercussions from that?
0: I just don't. I don't even
1: think it. Probably a little too deep, but that's just my initial thought process.
0: I don't even think it would have been that big of a deal. I think it was something to deal with if it became an issue. And then at the same time, where she's like, where he's like, "Oh, I want to change. Like, I want to lose some weight." And she's like, "No, you're gorgeous." And then he's like, "Okay, but you're thick." Like, (laughs) cool things. Jasmine and Eris are talking, and Jasmine says that she is not falling in love. And damn it, Eris, he says, this is what happens when you put your wall down. Was that putting your wall down? That, that was it. That's when is she supposed I, to say, I yes, feel I feel like you.
1: We're, we're missing some context and we will find out more. I hope so. In the next episode. Cause
0: if this, if that is good, <laughs> I can't take it seriously. No,
1: no. I, I feel like we're, we're missing a lot.
0: Now I think next week will be very telling for Shaq and Kirsten. I think the situation is that Shaq wants to go out or go somewhere. Kirsten essentially says, no, like we have a limited amount of time together. I want you with me. At the end of the day, it looks like Shaq decided to stay in. And he says, she got what she wanted and I'm miserable. Now, why I think this is so key is I think this is the first time it's going to be talked about at all. Kind of this, not split personality, but the split... Kirsten of on-camera Kirsten and off-camera Kirsten. He wants to go out because you guys aren't doing anything and you guys aren't even talking. Oh, I see. There's nothing going on. I'm just going to go to the movies or something. I'm going to go see my friend and she's like oh, the camera arrived, but I want you to be with me. Why don't you want to hang out with me? Oh, interesting. And then he's like I'm miserable. I hope this prediction is a little true. We'll we'll see. I want to see, like, okay. I can't be that far off. (laughs) So I want a hint that Everyone seems right. like
1: there's no fucking way. She's way up.
0: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that husband is yelling from the other room. <laughs> Anything else? The episode dragged a little bit, but I thought it was good. I think next week is going to be real good.
1: I think it's going to be good. I think the way... I'm curious to see how they edit and put the show out without a couple. As far as how they do it this season. Yeah. Um, Will
0: Kirsten and Shaq get more time?
1: True gina and clint i mean i feel like there is some couples where we're lacking some content Mm
0: -hmm. or just
1: even just in general just time with them so i'm curious how that goes with just four couples now
0: we'll see all right reminder come join us come sign up build your bracket i will have the link in the show description as well as on twitter and instagram so kind of whatever is easiest for you guys um i don't believe it starts till later in march so you have time i'll put that date as well But yeah, I hope you guys had a nice weekend and cruise into Monday slowly and peacefully.
1: Thank you all so much again. Really appreciate you all. Really appreciate all the reviews, everyone on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you. And we'll be back soon.